Welcome to the Colonial Church STA podcast. The vision of Colonial Church is to build an exciting, vibrant, Bible-based church right here in the heart of St. Augustine, Florida. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this message. Exodus chapter 20. We're in a series at the moment called Principled. Does anyone enjoy last week's message? I'm glad you did because that was a uh, that was a new step for us. We don't really we've never actually done that before. I think that's the very first time we've ever done anything like that. Um, but I was excited about doing it because I really felt like God wanted us to do it that way, and it was certainly a step of faith. But hearing the feedback and just the way people really leaned into that message, and the way you leaned into that message, and it still spoke to people and. It was amazing. People gave their lives to Jesus last Sunday in church, even though we played a video on the screen. It was just awesome. And we should always just praise God for that alone. People making a decision for Jesus. So that was really cool to see that take place. Jill and I had an amazing weekend away. We had a restful Sunday. We weren't here at church, but we had a restful time away and with the family. It was great. So I'm excited to preach part three tonight. So Exodus 20. Who's there? But this whole series is about God's principles. It's about adopting God's principles, understanding God's principles, learning what are God's principles. I mean, wouldn't it be great if we just said yes to Jesus and we just went off into heaven? (laughs) Just went off into heaven, just transcended, went up, gone. No, but we have to live a life. Ideally, a life of purpose. Ideally, a life where God uses us. And there are principles in God's Word that help us to live that way. To live a life principled in Jesus' name. So in Exodus 20, we're going to continue right now. In Exodus 20 and verse 8 says this. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work. But the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it, you shall not do any work, you or your son or your daughter, your male servant or your female servant or your livestock or or the sojourner who who is within your gates. And I'm going to come back to why that's included in there as well. That's pretty amazing. For in six days, the Lord made the heaven and the earth, the sea and all that is in them. And rested on the seventh day. Therefore, the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. I want to preach part three of this series, Principled. So if you're taking notes, you can write the title of this particular principle. It's the principle of rest. The principle of rest. Let's pray. Lord, we just thank you, Father, for the power of your word. God, we just thank you that your word speaks to us, Lord. And we come under the authority of your word right now, Lord. We recognize the authority of your word right now, Lord. So, Father, thank you for that, Lord. Thank you that it speaks to people. It helps people. It applies foundations to people's lives. Lord, it helps us to move forward into into new seasons and new opportunities, Lord. Father, thank you for the word tonight, Lord. Thank you for what you're doing in the lives of your people, Lord. We pray for colonial kids, Lord. And the insane snow party they're having right now. We pray they'd be safe. In Jesus' name. Amen. And a faith-filled church said? Amen. Amen. 
Remember the Sabbath day. Now, this series is all based out of Exodus 20, which is God's top 10. His top 10 being his choice list, his priority list, the things that I believe most people would agree are things that are relatively important to God, that make, that make people notice what God is all about, his priority list, his things, the things that he, he thought were important for his people. So he says, honor the Sabbath day, keep the Sabbath. It's holy, it's set apart. What, is, what even is the Sabbath day and why is this a principle in our lives? Well, the Sabbath day is a day of rest. It's a day of rest and it's, it was declared by God after he worked. And he felt that it was important to set it apart and make it holy. God installed Sabbath as a rhythm in life. And it's a principle that you and I, we can live our lives by. It's all based on creation. The very beginning where God creates in six days. He speaks into being creation. He creates, God creates by speaking. Which again in our lives is a parallel for us working for creating, making things happen, getting things done. But then it says that he rested. He rested and he declared that seventh day as holy. A holy day of rest. So I've got a few things for us about the Sabbath. But the first of all is obviously it's holy. But I've got a few scriptures in Mark chapter 2, verse 27. And he said to them, this is Jesus, The Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. So the Son of Man is Lord even of the Sabbath. Hebrews 4 and verse 9 through 10 says, So then there remains a Sabbath rest for the people of God. For whoever has entered God's rest has also rested from his works as God did from his. John chapter 5 and verse 9. And at once the man was healed and he took up his bed and walked. Look at this. Now that day was the Sabbath. Interesting that healing took place on this day. Interesting that breakthrough took place on this day. Interesting that it was on the Sabbath. Exodus 16. Verse 29 says, See, the Lord has given you the Sabbath. Therefore, on the sixth day, he gives you bread for two days. Remain each of you in his place. and Let no one go out of his place on the seventh day. So the people rested on the seventh day. There's something special about this principle. There's something special that God wants us to get when it comes to this principle of rest. And I love it if you could just write these things down. This is not part of my three points. This is sort of... A bonus. <laughs> Write these down. It's important to God. The Sabbath is important to God. Rest is important to God. He cares about it. There was three ways the Old Testament people could be put to death. There were three ways or three reasons that they would put someone to death. It was for dishonoring your parents, adultery, and listen to it, not keeping the Sabbath. It's important to God. He cares about it. He thinks it's important and he thinks it's important for you. The next thing is it's a gift from God directly to you. I wonder if you've ever thought about it that way. That Sabbath and the principle of rest in our lives is actually a gift that God wants to give you. If you're willing to observe it and keep it holy. He's given it to us and it's ours to take. The next thing, it's meant to refill and replenish and recharge your life. The next thing, it's meant to be a freedom thing. 
not a captive to a schedule or chained to a desk thing. It was meant to be a freedom thing. It's meant to be enjoyed. You know, if you study the Sabbath and understand what it's all about, it's all about enjoyment. It's all about stopping and enjoying. It's filled with great meals and community and time spent with loved ones. and Just this beautiful stoppage of all the craziness of life and just this picking up of rest and just this beautiful, beautiful thing. Something else that's meant to be a step of faith, a sign of trust, a step of faith that I can stop doing things right now knowing that God's going to still have things for me to do tomorrow. Stopping and saying, okay, there is a lot to do. There are things that I have to get on and do. And yes, in the natural sense, when you look at those things, they do depend on me. Has anyone been there before? You've got a to-do list and you look at it and you're like, if I don't do this to-do list, it's not going to get done. But here's the thing about the Sabbath. Here's the thing about the principle of rest. It's trust and it's faith and it's declaring to God, I trust that you're going to have more things for me to do. I trust that you're still going to have the to-do list. I trust that there's going to be opportunities ahead for me and I'm going to rest knowing you're going to take care of all that. You're going to make that all happen. You're going to make that all take place. I'm getting with your program, God, and I trust you. Something else, it's meant to be a witness. Sabbath rest speaks to your neighbor. When it was installed in God's people, it was a witness to other nations, other ways of life, people that served and worshipped other gods. Your Sabbath rest, your principle of rest in your life, if you adhere to it, And you install it in your life, and I believe many people will after this message. I really believe this is a foundational message for our church. That it will be a witness to people around you. It will be a witness to the people around you. Look at what it says. It says, on it you shall not do any work. You or your son or your daughter or your male servant or your female servant or your livestock. So you can't put your business to work or you can't put your stuff to work, your, your, your tools or... And it says, or the sojourner who is within your gates. It can be a witness to the people around you. It can be a witness to the visitor who might be in your home. It might be, it will be a witness to the people that have come into your world temporarily. Because God works like that. He makes stuff happen. He might bring someone into your world at the time that you say, I'm declaring this as a day of rest for me and my family. What do you mean a day of what? You're not doing anything today? No, I'm not doing anything today. It's my day of rest. What are you talking about? And then it goes on and on and on. It becomes this beautiful picture of what God means to you and all the things that he's done. It's wonderful. But it's meant to be a witness. Something else, it's meant to make you grateful. Grateful for God and everything he has given you. Why? Because it makes you stop. And sometimes when we stop, we remember just how good God has been to us. You ever met someone and they're just so flat out doing stuff in life? This thing to that thing, moving there to there and there. And you look at them and you're like, man, they've got so much great stuff. God has so clearly blessed them. But if you, you look at them and they've got no idea, it's because they haven't stopped. They haven't stopped and rested and been like, oh my gosh, God has been good to me. So here's a few things. And these are my three points about the principle of rest. Point number one is you need 
a rest. Rest is real, people. More than ever, 2019, it is real. Why? Because I don't know where my phone is, but my phone goes everywhere with me. Not right now. <laughs> but it's, it's with me all the time. It buzzes all the time. The notifications are going off all the time. There used to be a time when you just had a phone in your house and that was the only way people could contact you. The rest of the time, it was just like you were on your own. I don't know about you, but it sounds pretty attractive right now. I might go back to that. The only time that I would ever hear from my dad during the day when he was at work was when the phone would ring 5.30 every night and he'd be asking what was for dinner. (laughs) On his way home from work, the only way you could get in contact with him was to be around when that phone call came in. That was when I could talk to dad before I saw him come home. But you need a rest. Public service announcement. You can't work all the time. You can't do it all the time. And you might say, yeah, I've got a day off. That's not what I'm talking about. Because your work bleeds into your day off. I'd love it if you could write this down. I'm going to get pastoral for a moment. Write this down. I was made to rest. And I need time out. I was made to rest. You've got to understand that. You weren't made to just go and go and go until something breaks. You were made to actually rest and get in the rhythm that God has had forever. I love getting with God's program because for some reason everything seems to go well. We've got to recognize how important this is. And it's so much more than just the occasional day off. See, we live in a world, this society, this culture we live in today is all about go, go, go. And take it to the max and you can do everything and you can pack it all in. You got all, you know, you just do everything. It's fine, you just do everything. No. Not resting has a direct impact on your health. Things like not sleeping might be a direct correlation from you not resting. But not sleeping alone actually results in things like high blood pressure, diabetes, heart issues, chronic problems that take over our lives. Does this sound familiar? And it's so much more. The principle of rest and taking a Sabbath, intentional rest is so much more than a vacation every now and again. It's so much more than when you're just about to have this stressful explosion moment and you just go to hotels.com and you just, ah, drop thousands of dollars in a moment because you haven't planned for it. You're just like, I just need to get away. It's so much more. This is a principle we can live our lives by. And we need to take it serious because God takes it seriously. But listen to me. If you don't take it seriously, that's on you. That's not on God. That's on you. How often has God got the blame for our lack of living by His principles? How often has God got the blame for maybe a lack of blessing when there's been poor stewardship? How often in life has has God got the blame for a lack of healing when you look at the life and the health lifestyle is just not there? When it comes to rest, this is a rhythm that God has instituted and issued to His people. And it's available for you and me to enjoy, but the choice is ours. You know, even in agriculture... 
You know, even in agriculture, you can, I don't have time for it right now, but you can read it. It's Leviticus 25. But even in agriculture, there, there have been studies done now that say the seventh year is the year that the land needs to rest for the agriculture to be the very best it can be. To get the very best crop, to get the very best yield, return. Studies have been done that have confirmed that it's the seventh year. And it's amazing to me, it's not the fifth year. It's not like the tenth year. It's not the twelfth year. No, it's the seventh year. Which is the year that God declared, this is a year of rest. Don't work the land. Just let it be. Let it just rest. And it's amazing. It's in 2 Chronicles chapter 36. This is where it talks about even the land, creation, the world. It says the land, in, in verse 21, the land enjoyed its Sabbath rest. All the time of its desolation, it rested. Look at this. Until the 70 years were completed in fulfillment of the word of the Lord spoken by Jeremiah. And he enjoyed Sabbath rest. It's a principle. And I really believe that when we accept it and we adhere to it, it can be so life-giving. It can be so life-changing. Things can begin to change. So point number one was that you need a rest. Point number two is this. The Lord will bless your rest. The Lord will bless your rest. Verse 11, For in six days the Lord made the heaven and the earth, the sea, and all that is in them, and rested on the seventh day. Look at it. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day. It's right there. Blessed the Sabbath day. That's this. Your life is your time. Your life is your allotment. Your life is what God has given you. And he said, let me make sure you live it all. God will bless your rest. But let's be real for a minute. It takes faith to slow down. It takes faith to down tools. It takes faith to slow it all down to a complete halt. To, to not take the work calls, to not let the emails pop up and, oh, yeah, I'll just let me just check that. Let me just see what that looks like. So what can you actually do on the Sabbath? I think a better question is what shouldn't you do? What shouldn't you do when it comes to your rest day, when it comes to your Sabbath, when it comes to the things that that day that you've declared is a Sabbath day? Well, you absolutely cannot work. It defeats the purpose. If you work, it it's no longer rest. You can't work. That's a clear no. No work emails. No texts. No work. That's the primary thing. Absolutely no work. But it's all about what is getting our attention on that day. It's all about what's actually capturing our attention. It's about fixing that attention on the faith you have in God. But He blesses the rest you are taking... Because you are believing that God will provide enough work for tomorrow. He'll provide enough income tomorrow. He'll provide enough opportunities tomorrow. It all comes from Exodus 16. Everybody knows about the bread from heaven. But the principle that God was installing through that story in Exodus 16, again, I don't have really the time to talk about it in depth right now, but he says through Moses to his people, he says, collect all the food, collect a double amount, on the sixth day. Because I'm going to provide for the seventh day. And then he says through Moses, and you can read the language yourself, he says, collect double on the sixth day and bake and boil and do it, prepare it all, make sure it's all good to go. And on the seventh day, there won't be worms, it won't stink, it won't be rotten, it won't be, it won't be used. 
It'll be perfectly good for the seventh day. But if you go out into the field on the seventh day, you won't find any at all. And that principle for us today, 2019, might be this. If you work on the seventh day, there's no blessing attached to it. You work on the seventh day and you try to do stuff in your own strength on the seventh day, it's futile. God is saying, trust me. Let me give you rest. And there will be something for you tomorrow. Six days you shall gather it, but on the seventh day, which is a Sabbath, he says, there will be none. There'll be nothing there. And of course, there were... (laughs) I love the people of Israel. Didn't take God at his word, wandered out into the field. There's nothing there. Nothing there. But it's a principle we can live our lives by. It says, I will bless the seventh day. And I believe, you know, I really believe this is not about legalism. This is not about religion. This is not about doing something for the sake of doing something. No, it's actually all about something that's meant to free our lives. Jesus talks about it in Mark chapter 2, verse 23. It says, On the Sabbath he was going through the grain fields. And as they made their way, his disciples began to pluck the heads of grain. And the Pharisees were saying to him, Look, why are they doing what is not lawful on the Sabbath? And he said to them, Have you never read what David did? When he was in need and was hungry, he and those who were with him, how he entered the house of God in the time of Abathar the high priest and ate the bread of the presence which is not lawful for any but the priests to eat. And he gave it to those who was with him. And he said to them, Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. So, so the Son of Man, Jesus, is even Lord of the Sabbath. Jesus making a strong point here. He's saying this is not a legalism thing. This is a life-giving thing. The Sabbath is to our benefit, not to Jesus' benefit. It's not to God's benefit. He's given it to us to benefit us. Don't get religious about it. It's, not, it's a life-giving thing. It's not a life-restricting thing. And it's meant to serve us well in every season. This principle is to aid us in life. And if we don't live according to the principle of rest, I believe it's to our detriment. I believe that if we don't take a break, if we don't take intentional rest, I'm not talking about a day off. I'm talking about intentional, defined, God, I'm trusting. This is my rest day. I'm taking this off and it's for you. How many people are putting themselves to an early death because they're not taking this principle up? How many people are suffering stress unnecessarily because they allow work-filled life to bleed over into this time? How many families would be better off? How many marriages would be better off if people lived by a principle of rest, took God at His word? My Sabbath journey started about three or four years ago. God was trying to get my attention. And through different various teaching and people, the voices that I allow into my life, I began to study it. I began to see how real this was and whether or not it applied. And man, God just brought it about in my life at the absolute perfect time. And my team will tell you, people who are close to me tell you that I Sabbath every single Friday afternoon from 3 o'clock till the same time on Saturday afternoon. Every single week. My staff know they don't even bother trying to get in touch with me. I don't schedule anything that is not life-giving. I don't do anything in that time. But I started this about three or four years ago. Can I just say this whole journey, if I hadn't have been Sabbathing every week, I'm not sure where I would be. 
I'm not sure what the condition of my health would be in. I'm not sure that what the condition of my spirituality would be in. But I've installed this principle in my own life. I decided I couldn't go one more week without having a day of rest. And I take it so seriously. If I have to break Sabbath for some reason, a few weeks ago I did a memorial for someone. And there have been other times where I've just been completely unavoidable and I haven't been able to, to, to do it. I notice it. When I haven't taken a Sabbath, when our family hasn't had Sabbath, we notice it. We notice it. It's important to do it. But when it comes to Sabbath, we rest. We just let God in. Just take a moment. It's got a couple of pictures, but this is what basically what my Sabbath looks like. Stacks on dad. That's where you'll find me on my Sabbath. The next picture. Going on bike rides, holding hands with Jill. My Sabbath is life-giving. My Sabbath replenishes me. My Sabbath is based on these three things. You can write them down if you want. They're based on rest. So when it comes to the Sabbath, there is no work. It's all about rest. It's all about stopping. It's all about not doing work. It's all about saying the email can wait. It's all about saying I'm not doing anything today. I am scheduled to do nothing today. I rest. The second foundation of my Sabbath is I replenish. Some of you need to figure out what replenishes me. Some of you may know that. Some of you may not. So for me, when it comes to what happens on my Sabbath, it has to be something that replenishes me. It has to be something that refills me, recharges my batteries, puts something on the inside of me that helps me, whether it's going to play um, golf, whether it's, it's to go bike riding, or if it's to, to just spend time. Sometimes I just like to do stuff at our house and walk around the property doing stuff. I don't know, it doesn't really matter. But the point is it replenishes me. So I rest and I replenish, and ultimately the last thing, that is the foundation of a Sabbath, is remember. What am I remembering? I'm remembering God. And this is the very best bit. I remember when I've taken intentional, scheduled time. If you don't schedule it, it won't happen. Just FYI. You can spin it any way you want. But if you don't schedule it, it just doesn't happen. It's in my calendar, and it's staying in my calendar. But I remember and I'm mindful because I'm stopping and I'm replenishing, but it makes me remember and be mindful of who God is to me personally. Yeah. Not through someone else. Not through a podcast I listened to three days ago. Not through something I read, but I stop and it's between me and God. I'm remembering who you are to me. And then I remember all the things that God, you know, Sabbath can build your faith. Because when you stop and you implement a principle of rest and you stop and you remember what God has given you, you're, re you're reminded of all the things He's done before. And you stop and you remember all the good things that God has done. The miracles, the breakthroughs. How you prayed for things. Like you prayed to have a family and now you're on Sabbath and you've got kids crawling all over you. You stop and you're reminded and you're mindful of what God has done that lifts your faith. It builds you up. And the whole time, what, what is God doing? He's saying, it's just you and me. It's a beautiful, 
beautiful thing. So I rest, I replenish, and I remember. And I would never ask our church to do something that I don't already do. So if you're thinking about installing this into your life, can I just encourage you? It's one of the greatest things that's helped me personally. And I believe it will for you as well. Rest, replenish, remember. And the last thing about Sabbath rest is this. We can rest in the finished work of the cross. What do we do when it comes to the finished work of the cross? We rest in it. You can't work for it. You can't work to make it more relevant or have more of an impact. No, Jesus has done it all. What do we do? We rest in it. We rest in the knowledge of the resurrection power of the cross and the finished work of Jesus. That's why Sabbath has so much more, I believe, so much more weight to it for us. So much more impact. It's not routine. It's not ritual. It's not obligation. It's not something I have to do. And if I don't do it, then I'm going to get punished. No, it's a life-giving gift from God. But it's just enhanced so much more because we have the cross and what God has accomplished through Jesus. Matthew 11, verse 28 says this, Then Jesus said, Come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens. And look what it says, And I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you, because I am humble and gentle at heart. I don't know about you, but I, I'm down for once a week being reminded of that right there. What Jesus does, who He is, what He can accomplish on my behalf. I am humble and I am gentle at heart. But it goes on. And it says, and you will find rest for your souls. You will find rest. You can rest in who I am. You can rest in the victory that I have won. You can rest in the understanding of an all-conquering mighty Savior. You can rest in the joy of your salvation. Stopping once a week and just remembering the joy. That's what David said. I would. I rejoice. I have joy in my salvation. You can rest in the peace of knowing that the work is truly done. Man, I'm grateful for that. The work is done. And I can rest in it. I can rest in the knowledge that the Holy Spirit is at work in my life. Even right now, I can stop. Can we not just encourage you? One of the best things you can do is just stop. And just remember that the Holy Spirit is working. Rest and remember that the Holy Spirit is at work in your life, accomplishing things on your behalf that you would never even dream are happening right now, but that's what He's doing. He's doing amazing things. We ultimately can rest in the true rest giver. Psalm 42, as a deer pants for flowing streams, so my soul, so, so pants my soul for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When shall I, shall I come and appear before God? Team, you can come back up. But I wonder what it actually looks like for you to rest. You know, I believe this message is going to impact people, but I know there are people in here today and you don't know what rest looks like. You've been working and doing and churning, cycling through without any rest I believe God is trying to tell people tonight rest in me stop what you're doing listen to my voice 
let me speak to you. Let me be God to you. I love the Sabbath because we stop and we just appreciate and acknowledge. I think this is one of the hardest things for men. To just stop and accept God's in control. He's the one who ultimately runs my business. He's the one who ultimately gave me my job. He's the one who brought the kids into my world. Rest. I want to read Matthew 11 again from the message. It says this. I'm not keeping it to myself. I'm ready to go it over, over it line by line with anyone who will listen. Are you tired? Are you worn out? Are you burned out on religion? Come to me. Get away with me and you'll recover your life. It says, I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn how to live free and lightly. Real rest eventuates and culminates for us in Jesus Christ. He's our rest. It's our relationship with Him that is our true source of rest. But unless we live by this principle, we'll forget it. See here, Jesus says, he says, you've got to come away and get away with me. And if we don't separate time in our busy world, our schedules, if we're not intentional about it, if we don't figure this thing out, we're going to forget things like this. We're going to let the temporary steal the true joy. We're going to let the temporary calendar appointments and the people that are trying to get our attention, the people that are trying to get us to do stuff, we're going to allow those things to get in the way of what Jesus is trying to show us. That's why we need this principle in our lives. I don't know about you, but I'm up for more rest. Is anyone else up for more rest? Come on, why don't you stand with me? Let's pray. Some of you need to walk into your office tomorrow and say, I'm taking a break. I was in church yesterday. My pastor told me to take the day off. Just do it on maybe Saturday. I want to pray for some people tonight. This scripture just got me. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. I'm not sure what you came in here with carrying. What's heavy on you tonight? But here's what I know. God wants to give you rest and He wants you to leave it here. He wants you to leave here tonight without it. It might be stress in a job situation. It might be stress in trying to make the numbers work. It might be something serious health-wise you're going through. Do you know even those things that are, yes, so connected to you, He wants to carry for you. So when we worship in a moment, this is what I want us to do. I just want us to just leave whatever that is. I want you to picture it just dropping to the ground, coming off your shoulders, just saying, Lord, I'm not, I'm not doing this anymore. Like, like taking a coat off. I'm just taking it off. I'm just going to leave it here. It's not, it's not mine to carry anymore. Your word says that Jesus will carry it for me. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take you at your word tonight and I'm going to leave it here. Who's up for that tonight? So if you're carrying something in here tonight, if you're stressed out about something tonight, 
If you feel like this overload in your life is very real to you tonight, we're just going to let that go. I just want you to raise your hand. I want to pray for you. No one's looking around. Lord, I just thank you, Father. I thank you, Father, that you don't lay anything on us that you don't want to be there, God. Father, I just pray for people that have got their hands raised tonight, Lord. That are just saying tonight, Lord, that are opening up their their arms and their hearts, Lord, and and their minds and their souls and their emotions. And they're just saying, I I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to carry this thing anymore. I I don't want to feel the weight of it anymore. Father, I just pray that you would give them rest tonight. Father, I pray that they would be able to rest in you tonight, Lord that they would be able to rest in the finished work of the cross, that they would just know tonight, Father, there's a Saviour that came to the cross and won the victory and and went victorious up into heaven and sits at your right hand, Lord. I just pray for people to release those things tonight, God. Father, I just pray for those things to fall off in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, church, let's sing. Well, we hope you got something out of that message. We would really love to connect with you. Why not join us at church on Sundays or connect with us at colonialchurch.life. We would also love it if you could hit the subscribe button, maybe leave a comment for us or a review to really help us move the ministry of Colonial forward. In Jesus' name, God bless you.